0: by ListenNotes.com so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview. Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone,
1: everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us for part two and the conclusion of a great interview with Dr. Adina Astoria. Now, she's been sharing with us some of the, the trials and, and the, basically a testimony, praise God, of the love of God at work in a loved one's life who is addicted. You know, it could the her situation was addicted to drugs and alcohol, but I mean it could be an addiction just about anything. But the point that we're trying to emphasize here is love wins every single time. You can love them into the kingdom of God. Amen. Now everything we say here, I have to emphasize this because you know I, I don't want to mislead you. This podcast, anything Dr. Adina says is not to be taken as medical advice. Okay, It is for informational purposes only. Each person needs to consult their own physician or health care provider for medical advice or treatment. And please be advised that this podcast or anything she says is for information only. She's just making you aware of this testimony that she's giving. But also to encourage you never to give up. Keep your loved one in prayer. Get them the help they need. Continue to love them. God will provide a way. Amen? So if you missed any of part one, go back and listen to it. We're going to jump into the conclusion now with Dr. Adina Astoria. I'd like you to share with us how opioids actually affect the brain. I mean, many prescriptions have been written for opioids to deal with pain. And, you know, we talked before the recording about my testimony, uh, you know, about what happened to me when I was on that stuff. And, I just would like you to share with us how these drugs affect the the body and the mind.
2: They have um, the capability to stop pain, but at the same time, they are going to start to create new neurological pathways in your brain where it becomes like this um, kind of like a reward system where you're you're going to need that drug, you're going to crave the drug and it's kind of like the way I can describe it, it becomes like this circular pathway where you've got to get the drug in order for you to be able to both function and not have withdrawal symptoms and then when you are at the point where you're going to be able to function and not have withdrawal symptoms, on top of that they're going to create a situation that you're going to crave that and you're going to want that due to the new pathways that they have created. So when people are trying to have their loved ones come off of this before the loved one is ready, what's happening is this vicious cycle of the loved one is thinking, well, you don't love me. Otherwise you would understand what turmoil I'm in right now. I can't, you want me to do something that I cannot do that I am not ready to do. And even when I do do that, different people go through different amount of withdrawal symptoms. Some people will get withdrawal symptoms that are extremely severe and each opioid Although if you go into the opioid monograph and you read the insert, you'll see that they have side effects, right? Not everyone is going to get the same exact withdrawal side effects and withdrawal symptoms. Um, Sorry, not everyone is going to get the same withdrawal symptoms and the same side effects as everybody else. It's very different for each person. There can be similarities between them, but where one person may react to, for instance, let's say fentanyl, right? And they're off of it for a day and they're fine. Another person can be off of it for like six hours and be like going into withdrawal already. So, and the withdrawal severity can vary from person to person as well. And so it's a very individualized thing. The, Addiction to drugs is very complex. And that's why it's very important to treat each person on an individual level. And the most important thing is to love them wherever they are in their journey. And I, I don't want people to think that loving them means that you need to be not taking care of yourself. Absolutely not. Loving them is to love them exactly where they are at, not try to control them, and at the same time, take care of yourself.
1: Amen. Amen. And and how did you become involved with speaking about helping people to understand the effectiveness of the, the drug addiction problem?
2: I became involved because of the way that the Lord is leading me. This is my new calling this is what I am to be doing because the Lord wants people to see that as a pharmacist. um, I believe this is what the Lord, uh, I believe that perhaps this is why he has put me in this calling is because I have a vast knowledge of drugs, right? There are psychologists that are out there and the treatment facilities that are telling people to do have the let him go mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Are not trained in drugs. But I, as a pharmacist, am trained in drugs. I know the power that that drug has on that person. I know that circular pattern that it can create of behavior. And I know that getting out of that is extremely difficult. And that what's happening right now as a result is families are falling apart. People are going and living on the streets because families are being told to let their loved ones go. But as the physicians and as pharmacists, we treat, we deal with the situation differently than what the treatment facilities and psychologists that are with the mentality of the hit rock bottom mentality deal with it. I did end up finding new psychologists that I went and I checked out and they were phenomenal. They're out of New York and they agreed with this new way of doing things. Yeah. Yes, and they are more about having open discussions with your loved one. And things are starting to go that direction in this country. But what I'm trying to do with these podcasts and what the Lord wants people to know is things are things that are impossible without the Lord Lord are possible with the Lord. And we need to use all of our knowledge as human beings that he has given us on earth to be able to help everyone, both those who are in the Lord and those who are not yet and whatever faith journey that they're on. There are medical treatments right now that are more advanced that we can use for people who are on opioids. They are listed on my website. And again, everyone needs to, because I said, remember I said it's a very individual situation, right? We have people who have active physical pain that they need pain relievers for. We have people who have coexisting mental disorders. Then we have that one that was just ended up getting hooked on the drugs because he was going to too many parties or had some trauma, emotional trauma in their life, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's all these different kinds of people in the world and we need to treat each one individually. So you need to go to your own physician and see which one of those works for you. And then we have the entire part about, are you ready to change? Yeah. Because you've got someone who is sometimes has been coping with their emotional trauma, their entire lives through using the drugs. Right now. It's like, I want you to change. Otherwise you're not going to be allowed here. Okay. Yeah. Then where am I allowed on the street? You know? Yeah. So that's what happens instead. What what uh jack and i did is we worked out some um like limits i told him and i tried to make the limits very very easy for him you know and i tried to give him the limits well i i was able to hear the voice of the lord and i knew when to implement what limit right but when with those psychologists they set specific limits and the way that you can set your own limit with your loved one is by looking at at what point are you not having joy based on their behavior that's what i did with jack
1: amen
2: so If I would see, for example, I kept having to go to court with him, right? And I was so tired. Like it would give me so much anxiety. I have zero legal issues in my life. Like I'm super like legal everything, you know, and here I am finding myself going to court with him every time he gets into legal problems. So there was a point where I had to tell him that, look, my limit is that if you get into another criminal situation, I will no longer provide an attorney for you. And I tell you throughout this entire thing, I have hired him one attorney and the rest the Lord has provided. (laughs) Thank God. And that he told me, Jack told me that when you set that limit for me, he had to be more careful. So the limits also help him too. having that kind of open discussion and sharing that love between the two of us was very helpful. It avoided me having like, normally I would do all these things and think about all these different ways that I could help Jack. And then the whole time I realized he didn't even want the help. It's like, what am I doing? Right. So I was just very, now I'm just very open with him. I'm like, okay, you know, if you want to stop, I'm like, just go to this facility. I'll pay for this psychologist. I'll, you know, but I do go with him to church. And the Lord has said that the main thing that he needs to do is he needs to read the Bible every day. And he needs to be in a men's group. So those are the things that he needs to do. And that's very simple, you know, compared to we spend so much money. Like I'm telling you, like tens of thousands of dollars spent on treatment facilities and fail, fail, fail. I'm not saying that. Don't go to a treatment facility if you need help. Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. I want to make that very clear mm-hmm. to people. Yeah. If your loved one is ready to go to a good treatment facility that has had a good record and you know that it can help that loved one and they really want to go, then by all means. Amen. yeah. Amen.
1: yeah. Amen. Now you also have a nonprofit organization now, Changing Lives yes. Through Love with the purpose of outreach to those on the street. How do you help those on the street and what have you been implementing in your outreaches?
2: So with Changing Lives Through Love, uh, that organization is something that has just come into more fruition very recently, about five months ago, is when I changed the name to Changing Lives Through Love. Before that, it was called Drug Free Movement. And what we will be doing with that is we're going to be making little um, bags for people who are on the streets. And in the bags, there is going to be some socks. And these are the things that Jack said that he feels that homeless people need. Hand warmers, uh, first aid kits with gauze and some sort of like a snack that's not going to expire quickly for them to have. And an emergency blanket. So those are some of the things that are going to be in the boxes or the handbags. And in addition to that, there is going to be a pamphlet that is going to describe uh, some of the things that Jack and I went through. So that those people can also come to the Lord and get the help that they need. Yeah, That's what's going to happen for those people that are on the streets it's uh, I am still contemplating about possibly putting harm reduction techniques in there for them um I have to pray for the, about that and see what the lord wants me to do um and then for the families those families that we find out about that are having a problem with people who are misusing drugs um uh, the things we're going to be doing for them is sending them, uh, products for peace for them to feel, uh, peaceful at their home. So, and we're going to talk to them first, but usually a candle that they can light and just have a little bit of reading time. Uh, yeah. With the Lord and we're going to send them a pamphlet again about what Jack and I went through and how we dealt with the situation. And, um, If they have a hobby that they like, for example, let's say that it's like reading a book or if it's like a a painting, we're going to include some of the supplies for that hobby so that they can focus on that hobby as well and find some peace and joy throughout the week for themselves.
1: I know on your website, you also have a section for journaling and you've got some great heartfelt content on there. And I I believe there are journals on on four different topics, if I'm not mistaken.
2: How often do you add
1: content to these journals?
2: I haven't added content for a while to the journals because I'm doing the podcasts. Is that something that you would like me to add to? (laughs) Yeah,
1: well, that's why that was my next question about your podcast. So share with us about your podcast. What's the name of the podcast?
2: The name of the podcast is... Actually, this podcast, the name was given to me by the Lord. I feel strongly because all night, all I kept feeling God speak to me was surrender, surrender, surrender. And then the next morning I wake up and I looked up and I saw there's a bunch of podcasts called Surrender. You know? oh, wow. <laughs> so then I prayed to the Lord and I said, surrender what? And, and then I felt God spoke what your heart beckons for. Surrender. So that's what it's called. It's what your heart beckons for. And then there is a colon surrender. And on there, whenever the Lord speaks to me about whatever message it is, that whenever I feel Him speak to me about that message, that I make sure that it is aligned with the Bible for sure. If there is something that I feel God speaks that is not aligned with the Bible and is not in the Bible, it will not go into the podcast. Mm, yeah. and I, i'm then i put it out
1: amen amen <laughs> and, and so you just share basically what the lord puts on your heart
2: amen that episode amen, exactly. amen amen and i
1: also know you do public speaking on this topic as well where will we be speaking at in the near future so our listeners if they're close maybe they'll come out and hear you
2: i am currently working on getting in to do a tedx talk mm-hmm. so i have uh, a team that is um applying to many TEDx talks. I did get accepted to two TEDx talks, but I had to turn those down because I felt God spoke to me saying to wait, so I waited. And now I've applied to more that are more in the LA County region area. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as that's available, I will let you guys know. I will put it on my uh, website. Yes.
1: Amen. 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 (laughs) Dr. Adina, this is been so interesting and and what you're doing is definitely needful in today's society if someone has a question or they like more information how can they get in touch with you
2: when they go on my website dradina.com they're going to find an area where they can subscribe to my newsletter and they can reach me through that and they can also email me at pharmacist at dradina.com which is pharmacist p-h-a-r-m a C I S T at Doctor Adina is D as a David R A D as a David E N as a Nancy A dot com.
1: Amen. And the website address is Doctor adina.com
2: Yes, or Doctor adina dot Either one will take you there.
1: Okay. Amen. I'll put all that down in the show notes below. Praise the Thank Lord. you. Thank you. Amen, folks. Uh-huh. Speaking from experience, okay, drug addiction can take many forms. I mean, for Pastor Bob, it was because of pain management for my injuries. Thank God I was delivered from that. So much so that when I had my knee replacement surgeries, you know, I didn't even get the opioid prescriptions filled. God took care of the pain for me. I took a lot of Tylenol, a lot of Tylenol, but I refused to put that stuff back into my body. And God brought me through. Amen. But each person has to come to that place where you can make the decision on your own. And my situation is not the same as your situation. Dr. Mm-hmm. Adina Pharmacist is here to help. Just drop down to the show notes, click the links, go to our website, take a look. She's got so many resources on there. It's not just for addicts either. It's for the loved ones who are yes. trying to help an addict that you care about. It's for you. Right? To give you hope, give you encouragement as you stand, spiritually as well as physically, praying for and interceding for your loved one. Amen? Drop down mm-hmm. the show notes, reach out to Dr. Adina, do it right now while you're thinking about it. Your life or the life of your son, daughter, husband, wife, grandchild, etc. is depending on you and what you do right now. God has you listening to this program today for a reason. Amen? Take action right now. Dr. Dina, thank you for taking the time to come on the program and share all about what the Lord is, is having you do in this battle against drug addiction. I appreciate your time and all that you're doing out there. I do appreciate it so much.
2: Amen. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you, everyone, for listening. God bless all of you guys in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For Dr. Adina and myself, this Pastor by reminding you to be blessed in all that you do.